Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to 
Heart Spills. I'm Wendy, your host. Um, and happy uh, National Autism Awareness Month. Uh, we're going to be speaking with um, my friend Jeanette tonight. She also is a mother of um, an autistic child. I can't even talk tonight. I'm sorry. Um, sorry we didn't come to you last week. Um, we were between our kids and, you know, life happened. So thank you for joining in with us tonight. Um, so autism. Hmm. How many times have you ever been told if you're an autistic mother, um, you know, mother of an autistic kid, he don't look or she don't look autistic? Well, mine don't, hers don't. You know, how do you tell the difference? Well, we're going to be talking to Jeanette tonight, and we're going to be finding out, you know, her views on being a being a mother of an autistic kid. Um, it has its ups and downs and, and all around. Like tonight, I went to my mom's house, and everybody knows that, you know, Lex is my daughter. She lives with her grandparents. Um, so tonight I walked in, and she had her autism shirt on. Well, she also had her autism shirt on last week as well. She has got to the point where she, if it's something that's got anything, if she's got a shirt or a piece of clothing that has to do with it, she's going to wear it. She has a shirt, um, something about being different and having autism. She's loud and proud about it, let me tell you. She, she knows that she's different. She She's just Alexis. So, um... Without further ado, I'm going to bring Jeanette on, and thank once again, thank you for tuning in to us. Hold on one second. Let's get her on. Hello. Hey, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us. I hear that your son is joining us as well. Thank him so very much. Um well, we're talking about Autism Awareness Month. Yes. So I actually have two, I have two sons who are um, diagnosed Asperger's, which, of course, the DSM number five doesn't um, label anyone Asperger's anymore. It's just spectrum. But I have Austin, who's here. He's 15, and he's very much an advocate for himself. Uh, and okay. he's saying hello. Awesome. He's, hello. Yeah, and he's joined quite a few autism spectrum groups online and such. And then my son Dylan is very, a lot more introverted about it and doesn't really want people to know. But Austin's like your child where he's out and proud about it and very much I'm different. That's cool. You know, so, yeah. yeah. This is very true, and like you said, it's they have different, um, they have different views on it, and they are. That's what makes us, you know, unique. So, um, I'm going to start with some questions, um, and if y'all feel free to just talk and just say whatever comes to your mind. It's a laid back show. We're just going to have a good old time tonight. Thank you all for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So when you first found out, you said you have two kids. How old did you say their ages were again? Actually, I have three, but two are diagnosed. Austin's 15, Dylan is 14, and they're the Asperger's spectrum kids. I think Jordan, my daughter, might be as well, but she hasn't been diagnosed. Whoa, careful. It's a lot harder for females to get diagnosed because they mask really well and they fit in. Um, I had to fight to get my boys diagnosed because they were hitting all their milestones and they're like, no, there's nothing wrong with them. And there was definitely something wrong. I mean, as Austin mm-hmm. can attest to, mm-hmm. yeah. he, he stims, he has his way of dealing with over sensory overload. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me, but he's very, he's very, um, what do you call it? Social to a certain extent. So he was flying under the radar and both of my kids can meet your eyes. Dylan doesn't like to as much, but if if autism spectrum kids like look you in the eye, they assume they're not spectrum, but they still can be. Um, for me, Why? More Why? Or less, I I will um, look people in the eyes, but it's more of a thing where it's hard to keep the the focus on there yeah. without like looking towards like other places, like in the background or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I can certainly attest to that because my daughter is way more popular and way more outgoing than I ever was and I ever probably will be. Um, And you wouldn't think that would be an autistic child. When you think of autism, you think of kids that are to themselves, who are not outgoing, who are, you know, they, like I said, to themselves and not very popular or whatever and mm-hmm. he is definitely not that at all and but she was she was um diagnosed she was eighteen months old. Um she started having seizures and along the line oh, wow. she has tubular sclerosis. She found out we we found out when she was eighteen months old that she had that. And you know, getting tested and along the line she found out that we, that um she's autistic, so mm-hmm. but just to look yeah. at her. You, you, like like I read something today, it was like, how do you look at a child and say that they are? How do you know? Yeah. It's it's hard. It's like with Austin, I think, when, I think when you were about nine months old, when he would get frustrated, he would hit himself. And for a while, mm-hmm. I was kind of ignoring it. And he would slap his hands when he was frustrated, too, like just little things. And Dylan never sat up. He went from laying down to standing up. There was no sitting. It was oh. laying to standing. And and he right. learned, he didn't, he didn't speak, I don't think, for a while. He was slow. And then once he started speaking, it was like a mile a minute. And his IQ, like he's brilliant. He's kind of like a Sheldon, like a 140 IQ, but uh-huh. sort of dead when you talk to him. And idiosyncratic humor flies over his head like when the rubber hits the road that makes no sense what are you talking about you know but Mm -hmm. Austin I think unless you're upset you kind of pass like nobody would really guess you know but (laughs) he's here now so he's listening I mean what do you think um I think there's times where you know I'm frustrated or I'm hyper that people would definitely notice but when I'm just kind of just there people don't really notice I kind of fly under the radar in most aspects mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. 
How old is your daughter? She's just turned 20. So, you know, oh, she's so a little she's bit older, older than yeah. your kids. Um, mm-hmm. But she's going to college. She's, of other than she, you can tell, like, we were doing some homework tonight, and I've been having to, you know, help her with her homework, and she'll get frustrated. She'll know what to say. She'll know what she wants to put down. She had to write a paper tonight. And she'll know what she wants to say, but it doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's she interesting. Won't know how to... Yeah, Austin just recently shared with me that when he's got anxiety too. When he's really anxious, you listen to lyrics and write. Well, no, them. I don't. It's not necessarily listening to lyrics. I'll look up the lyrics to a song and I'll write them down. Just kind of mm-hmm. like sing in my head. But yeah. And he writes them down, and it calms him down. And what was the song? It was Pink Floyd. It was uh, Pink Floyd's Time. Time by Pink Floyd. He's like, wow. The yeah, they really spoke to him, and he just wrote them down. It was able to calm him down. And I find even as a, quote, neurotypical, sometimes just journaling if I'm upset helps calm me down. So I thought that was really cool that he learned that just on his own, and it really helped him. Because he can sometimes get to the point where he'll say, can you pick me up from school? I think I'm going to have a panic attack type of thing, you know. So that's helping him cope. I mean, have you had to do that in school at all? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So he was able to stay in school and not have to call me, which is great, you know. So. Oh, good. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when they first got diagnosed, how did you feel as a mother? I mean, did you feel like you had, like, failed the whole world? I know I did. I actually felt a measure of relief and sadness. I was like, because I knew there was something wrong, like I said, and I'd been fighting for a long time to have them, you know, evaluate in. It was always, oh, they're meeting the milestones, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wow, yes, exactly what I thought, because I'd researched it for so long. And I was on, I was part of this board called StorkNet, and just talking with other moms online. I'm very much about being on online support groups. I knew that it was coming, but it was kind of like, wow, I knew it, but I also kind of cried, you know, what's coming for us and will they have the type of life that, you know, when you're pregnant, you're like, oh, my kid, they're going to have everything in front of them. And you're like, Mm -hmm. you know, that things that they're going to struggle with. So, it was just a mixture of emotions. Uh-oh. Okay, get out. We're being inter... This is Dylan interrupting with the dog. Get out, dog. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think some moms, if you're not expecting it, especially, I mean, you know, there's a spectrum. My kids are higher functioning, and I'm blessed to a certain extent to have that. And lower-functioning children, especially nonverbal children or children who won't touch you and hug you because Mm -hmm. that's part of the autism, it's got to be heartbreaking, you know. I'm lucky enough that, I mean, Dylan doesn't like physical affection much, but he will hug me every once in a while, kind of sideways. But Austin's very affectionate. (laughs) So for me, it was a mixture of emotions, but partially relief because then you can get help from the school system when they're diagnosed. You can get your 
right. I keep forgetting what it is. The IEP and the is it 504? 504. 504, that's it. I always want to say 501, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about the 501 or 504. <laughs> it's kind of like the IEP light. I don't know. Your daughter's older. I don't know if they did that back then. There, There's been a lot of progress, I think, for autistic children in the school system. Um, I mean, back when I was growing up, it was just the weird kid. There was no autism diagnosis. There was just that weird kid. So mm-hmm. I think it's been, yeah. I mean, I remember there was a kid that was in elementary school with me, and he threw a desk, and he got sent mm-hmm. to the weird kid school, you know. Nowadays, mm-hmm. it's like, why is that kid doing that? Or what is his frustration, you know? I mean, he didn't hurt anyone. But then he disappeared. None of us ever saw him again. So I think there's oh been a lot of, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of progress where I feel very lucky, especially the school system we've been in. I had a teacher who actually reached out to me and told me, yeah, I think he might be this way. And I'm like, thank you so much. I thought that. And anyway, I don't want to get off subject mm-hmm. too much. <laughs> Oh, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Were were your yeah. kids ever bullied, like alienated, like you're weird, don't talk to me, don't have any friends? What about you? Um, no, it wasn't really like that, but I guess uh, kind of was because of people in um, elementary school would make fun of my stimming a bit, but that was about it. Yeah. Because so, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and Dylan was kind of, he said to me once, why don't I have any friends, Mommy? And I joked with him, I go, well, if you would quit biting people. (laughs) But he was very, his teacher kept, like, calling me. He's like, or she, she was like, he's making those noises again, and he won't stop touching the other kids because he's very, autism spectrum kids can be very, um, what do you call it, tactile. And and it wasn't, he just didn't know what to do. And then until they're older, they know how to uh, stop what they're doing because, of course, it's inappropriate to just reach out and touch your friend all the time, you know. So she was kind of like, she would space him away from other children, and he would always need something to um, hold on to or whatever just to have in his hand, tactile. Or he'd like, they would put them on the carpet to, um, have group time and he'd be rubbing the carpet. Like he just needed something. They call it self-stimming, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, I I think he was probably noticed by the other kids for doing that, if that makes sense. Like why is that kid doing that? You know? Why? But, yeah. But Austin was more of the outward stimmer where he would, he would slap your hands and, Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So that would draw attention to him. And I would also do, like, the, the carpet thing where I would be like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just, like, drag my hand across it. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I realized because of the material that it is, like, a certain type of, um, what is it, like, a kind of mattress? Like, like wait, what what is it called? The, um, like, carpet? Mm-hmm. So because of the carpet material that it is, like, I eventually realized that if you do it fast enough, it'll actually burn you. So, yeah. <laughs> so, oh. Wow. 
there you go with the sensory, you know? I mean, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. So you say he, he has groups and stuff on, like, Facebook. Um, I'd like to talk to him about that a little bit. Um, you know, how did he get into it? How did he know that or, you know, I'm not sure how I want to say it. <laughs> Um, yeah, how did he find a community, basically? Um, yeah, how did so he I find that? How did he... I don't exactly, it's not exactly on, um, what is it, like Facebook. It's more on things like Discord and stuff. I kind of just like searching for them. And then I uh, just... Wait, started... hold on. Do you know what Discord is? Yes. <laughs> Wendy, yeah, you do. Because I didn't until it told me. So um, I just kind of started searching for communities, and then I found them, and I just started talking. And like, so. And he came out, I think you came out to me one night, and you're like, oh, my God, I found these people who are yeah. like me. Like, it was really exciting for him. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, because I'm sure it can be a pretty lonely world just thinking that you're so different. But when you find people that are like you and... I'm sure it's a very happy experience. I know it would be for me because I would feel like I'm just, I would be like the total opposite. I would be hiding in my room and be like, I don't want to be out with people because they think I'm strange. And, you know, your kids are not like that. My kids is not like that, of course. Thank yeah. goodness because, you know, that would be a totally different thing. Yeah. It's almost like you became proud at a certain yeah. yeah. And I hear him sometimes talking to these people he knows and everybody's just kinda just talking and just being silly and they almost have uh-huh. their own little language. <laughs> you guys are just you know. Well, yeah. my favorite word now is poggers because that's probably a online thing anyway. Yeah. But that means something good. <laughs> so Wendell and I are always I like, like That's cool. poggers. <laughs> Anyway, he's like, shut up. <laughs> That's a new one. I'll use that. <laughs> I guess it's like cool when we were growing up or something. I, don't know. I guess so. We're going to show our yeah. age in that one now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you kind of feel signaled out? I mean, do other parents um, of, like, quote-unquote, regular, regular kids treat you any different because you do have kids with autism? I have never experienced that, but I do find myself drawn toward one of my best friends who was actually in my wedding, and I met because of our two kids, my Dylan and her, Anderson, and mm-hmm. she came over to drop him off or came over to bring him for a play date. And she's like, I hope you don't mind if I don't leave. Cause I don't know what he's going to do. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love you. You're my favorite person in the universe because our kids often didn't have this problem, but Dylan did where sometimes he could be a little violent way back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <clears throat> her, her kid was that way too. We got him ABA therapy, so it's been a miracle. There's, It's very controversial. Some people say it's awful and it's abusive, but ABA therapy was not that way for us at all. Um, but so she kind of had a kid that you kind of had to watch 
let's put it that way, and so did I. And we bonded on that. And they both have made amazing strides, and neither of them are that way anymore. But it's really hard being the mom who's like, I don't really trust my kid to behave properly until you meet another mom like that. And you can just, like, unload and be like, oh, my God, yes. Like, I have Mm -hmm. a mom friend who had to rehome her child with her ex-husband because he was so violent and he was getting older and he um, attacked her at one point and it's just part of I guess sometimes the experience of being a mom to some autism children and I feel very bad for her but it was so great where she felt like she could share with me her experience and I don't know. That can be um, very lonely when you have a child like that and you don't even trust your own child. And then you're hearing Mm -hmm. other people maybe saying things about your child and you're like, I get it. You know, I mean, we're way past that due to ABA. It was when he was very young. We're very lucky. But there's moms out there who are dealing with that every day. And let's say if you had a nonverbal adult autistic child who's getting frustrated. I mean, you don't know. They're like, ah, trying to tell you something and you're not hearing it. Mm -hmm. It's got to be really hard, you know. And I keep saying, you know. I just. Saying you're fine. (laughs) Yeah. I've been lucky, though, because my kids mostly especially through the school system and the cooperation we've had, have been able to pretty much, you know, go to mainstream classes and everything else. So I haven't really had that as a problem. But I also work from home. So I'm not, like, out and about being – I'm kind of an introvert, so I don't really hang out with a whole lot of moms. So I haven't had a problem, you know. Well, I'm think I'm sitting here thinking about teachers and mm-hmm. you know how they how they interact with the kids and how they are and you know a lot of things they've come a long way but um yeah. I remember there was this one this one teacher that my that Alexis had when she was growing up um was it how, Eric was it he, Eric is sitting here. He's, he's kind of, um, he's been there for Alexis. He's, you know, um, godfather and all, and he's seen her grow up. And so he's he's been there for every kind of every step of the way. Um, what did she, was she, was that high school or was that middle school? Mr. Chalaka, Ch- her mm-hmm. teacher. In middle school, well, she started started in middle school. She had this teacher. Well, what she he would do is to get the he had the special ed um, special ed kids a special ed class. Um, mm-hmm. It was wasn't it wasn't a like any class that I've ever seen before, and it often brought about my parents didn't approve of Pokemon. <laughs> And that's what he would use. Um, he'd use Pokemon, Pokemon cards, Pokemon um, games, just 
anything, and he would use them to make to get them to read, to to write, to it, he just kind of used that to make it interesting for the kids to get them to do other things to learn. Yeah. So, but hmm. you know, not every teacher's like that. Some there are some teachers who just, especially way back when, just did not know what to do with the kids. Yeah. We had this one. Um, not going to mention names or school. Um, what was she, vice principal, yeah. who often used to run when he would get what he would get frustrated or something or. Mm-hmm. He would, would get frustrated, and I would just have like freak out. He would freak out and uh-huh. run down the hallway and blah blah blah. And uh-huh. he just—I remember it was first grade, I think. And he's like, he would come home from school, and part of his stem is he would hit himself when he would be really upset, and he's like, "Stupid mommy, I don't know, I can't do this because he's oh. also ADHD." So this was pre-ADHD meds. I was very anti-medication until I got my kids on meds, and it's been a miracle. But um, mm-hmm. he just couldn't concentrate. So this one person, vice principal, was like, maybe he needs to go to Pendleton. And I looked at her, and I'm like, my kid is not trying to burn down my house. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. He does not need to go to Pendleton, which is basically the school for the, quote, bad kids, is what I heard. Oh, and I think gosh. it's been I think it's since been closed down. But anyway, mm-hmm. the principal later um, said to me, she's like, you're often reminds me a lot of my granddaughter. And it turned out she had ADHD and she went on some medication and, you know, it was a miracle. And before that I had, I was like, like I said, very staunchly anti-medication, but she just came at me with such kindness and like, she totally understood that I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this a try. And it took a few different medications, but finally he was able to totally concentrate at school. His grades skyrocketed. He just, I mean, he still had Asperger's, you know, he's still doing his stimming, et cetera, but we got uh-huh. the um, IEP and everything to, you know, put some things in place. <clears throat> but I just think, especially back in the day, Sometimes autistic kids were just labeled as the bad kids because they couldn't sit still. They couldn't, you know, they wouldn't assimilate basically. And as long as they're given the support they need, I mean, he's been amazing since then. He's been mainstreamed in all of his classes. He does have the allowance to, um, through his IEP, to ask, who do you ask for? You ask for your resource person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his resource person, and he can step out of class and have a calm down moment or whatever he needs, right? Is that it? Yeah. So. But, yeah, in general, we have lucked out with our school system here in Virginia Beach because as some of the groups I'm a member of, there are with <laughs> the moms that are like, I'm going in there guns blazing. You know, they're not doing enough for my kid, but we have mm-hmm. had the best luck. I mean, and I, cho- I like, moved here to choose the school system. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's been good. Well, what do they want to be when they, quote, unquote, grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? 
Um, that I have not decided yet. Um, I, I'm still very <laughs> unsure about what I want to do. You're really into. But I'm uh I'm really into programming at the moment. Yeah. And uh, software development. So yeah. Yeah, he can. Nice. What do you do? Uh, C plus plus. No, no, he like makes you make a computer think. No, that was uh emulating. Yeah, he emulates all these different. I don't even know what the hell he's talking about when he. He's like, <laughs> Mom, I got this old school computer to think it's or a new school computer to yeah, think it's, it's old. Like a, a, it, I made it think it was like a uh, PlayStation Two. So. Yeah, he can basically. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Emulation. Yeah, but it's kind of like hacking almost. <laughs> like, he, I don't know. It's pretty brilliant. <laughs> so he wants to do wow. something with computers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Dylan would, pre- Dylan would prefer to be a scientist or go to space or he's really into, um, I keep getting them mixed up, astronomy. Astronomy. I always mix it up with astrology for some reason. He's very into <laughs> astronomy. And he would love to right. be, yeah, he would love to be a officer in the Air Force, but he doesn't know yet that probably because of his condition, he won't be able to be. That and uh, asthma as well. Yeah, and he has asthma as well. So haven't broken that to him yet. <clears throat> but um, he's very into science, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're just amazing. They really are. Oh, my goodness. They, you know, you hear people label them with these things, and they're dumb or they're different, but they're brilliant. They are. I mean, yeah. I was watching one video, and the lady, she was a valid Victorian for our high school, and they can just do amazing things. And Yeah. Definitely different, but not broken (laughs) and there's so much controversy within the community about you know the puzzle piece i've heard a lot of autism actual autistic people can't stand it and what's that group that you said has no um the um what is it the puzzle piece comes from you know the um what is it the uh, the um whatever it was called uh yeah autism speaks um that one it has no none of its actual workers are um autistic mm-hmm. none of them are actually on the spectrum of in like any real sort of way and um there was like a there was something that they did where they basically promoted an electroshock therapy yeah. they want to fix autistic people, not you know just mm-hmm. yeah so there's i've I've joined a couple autism groups on Facebook and there's a lot of controversy about ABA therapy and they can't stand the puzzle piece. To me, I liked the puzzle piece because it meant just because you don't fit, you're still whole, but evidently autism speaks as a different, what is it? Your, you don't fit or something. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, uh-uh. until, yeah. And, and they like to be called, what is it? Um, Autistic, not a person with autism. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, there's there's so many there's nuances that parents of autistic kids don't. Since we are, I mean, if you're a parent who is not autistic of an autistic child, you don't fully uh-huh. grasp, you know, their viewpoint. And I'm learning a lot through. It's actually a Facebook group where 
you have to label yourself. You have to be like, look, I'm an, I'm a parent, not a person, an autistic person. And they, they're like, I'm an AA. And let me tell you what you just said, not what I just said, but sometimes they say things. They're like, that comes across. We don't want to hear you say that. So it's like you're learning. I'm just reading a lot on this. It's interesting. So it's like a microcosm. <laughs> so. I mean, looking back, did you think that you did something wrong when you were pregnant? I mean, when you when no, you found out um, they had autism or thinking that you did something wrong? Well, no, actually, because my ex-husband, um, pretty sure his brother and his father had some sort of issue. And long story short, but um, I had we had to do fertility treatments, so I had three failed IVFs three miscarriages and Austin was a frozen embryo. And while we were doing all the treatments, we did ICSI um, with PGD, which basically tells you what sex the kids are. I mean, the embryos, the kids, the embryos are, et cetera. <laughs> and our doctor was like, okay, autism is normally uh, five to one boys to girls. So if you have girl embryos, we'll pick those over boys. Um, my ex was shooting all boys, so <laughs> it was all boys. <laughs> so we ended up um, with two of the most healthy ones that we froze um, during mm-hmm. my first cycle. And Austin came out of that. So I wasn't shocked um, because, I mean, I don't think at the time we labeled it autism, what his brother and his dad had, but after two of the boys turned out spectrum. I'm like, that's probably what they had, you know? So I just, yeah, I don't feel guilty or anything. I mean, especially like I said, they're so high functioning and so like they're both pretty dang brilliant that I'm like, they're, it's been a challenge raising them in a lot of different ways, but it's also, it's hard to explain kind of a blessing too. like uh, the ADHD and everything has made me more patient. I'm not a patient person at all. (laughs) And I mean, I I grew up bullied for various reasons. And it's almost like if I, if a child who was going to be bullied had to be born to someone, I'm the perfect person to be born to because I'm like, look, this is what I went through. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, remember that, mm-hmm. that, yeah, I had a talk with Austin at one point when he says he wasn't bullied much, but you kind of were. Yeah. And he was very sad about it. And I'm like, look, you know, unfortunately you will be a target because of the way you stim and be ready for it and just be ready to keep walking your walk. And no matter what, you know, just, I don't even know what I said, but it seemed to work. I was like, <laughs> I feel like being bullied is almost, at least from my perspective, coming through it. Nowadays, it's a lot different because it can follow you home with, you know, texts and online stuff. It didn't follow me home. Mm-hmm. I would go home. It's your home. But I think it made me kind of a stronger person to a certain extent. Um, but... I had been through it so I could be the parent who would be like, yeah, you'll get through this no matter what, instead of, 
uh, I had a parent who didn't really understand and asked what I was doing to get that type of attention. So if that makes sense, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't explain myself. And the thing is with autism, there's no, there's nothing you can point to like, oh, you ate the wrong food. I mean, I think it's just mm-hmm. something that I think it's always been around. Like I said, that kid that I went to school with who was the weird kid, I look back at that and I'm like, he was probably autistic. And there were mm-hmm. quite a few who just disappeared. <laughs> they got sent to the weird kid school. So I'm like, how many were there that we just never heard about again, you know, or they weren't, they weren't given the treatment or the medication they needed and they ended up in, you know, freaking juvie or something. Who knows? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it used to be, I mean, they would be like, but just give the kid Ritalin. It It was Ritalin, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just give the kid Ritalin; they'll be fine. You know, they're just hyperactive. They're just and then they got to be ADHD, and then thank goodness they've, yeah. you know, they've kind of come up with the right thing about what it is, and they put them on the spectrum, and and now the spectrum is like this huge, it's like this huge umbrella, and like we said earlier, there's some kids who are one end of the spectrum, and there's other kids that are the other end, and Thankfully, our kids are at the other end of the spectrum, the, the brilliant yeah. ones and the, the ones that can function. And do you often? Yeah. Um, I often wonder sometimes: you know, Can she live on her own? Can she? Can she get by? Can she get a job? Can she? You know, and that's kind of where mine is. And then, of course, you got yours where it sounds like they're just going to be just you know, amazing and do all these great things and but the well, world is so so blessed with all these kids, you know. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder like especially with Dylan, like he doesn't he doesn't understand the nuances of uh, um emotion sometimes and I wonder how he's going to do on his own. And Wendell and I have mm-hmm. talked about it like um like with you, Austin, when you get overstimulated and he can get really upset and he'll say, it's almost like a Tourette's thing. He'll say really nasty things when he gets oh. upset. And I do wonder sometimes, like, you're going to go out in the universe, let's say be 25, 30. You're not going to be able to say that stuff. Somebody might pop you in the mouth. You know what I mean? So yeah. I do worry about that. I don't know. I mean, it is a concern of mine as, when they don't have me to intervene. You know, I'll be like, especially, this is a little thing, but having a party at the house or something and friends are coming in and I'm like, say hello, you know, because in general, not Austin. Austin's just typical teenage boy about that. But Dylan can be downright rude because he just doesn't get the nuances of social interaction is he going to be able to maintain a job if he tells someone they're stupid? I mean, you know, uh-huh. you're literally you're literally wrong. That makes no sense at all. Are you stupid? Yeah, that's not going to work. So, yeah. I, yeah, I do worry. Although I must say he's flourishing in school because he, for some reason, seems to really um, respect the... Uh, 
I don't even know how to put it. The I don't know. It's like he wants to be in the military very badly. He'd probably flourish there because he thrives on the discipline and the rules and kind of the spectacle of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas at home, it's, you know, home. So he just doesn't really, like, we went to an IEP meeting, and one of the teachers was like, oh, my gosh, I wish every kid was a Dylan. And I looked at I looked at my husband and my ex-husband, and I laughed. I go, who are they talking about right now? Because he is not, he can be downright not nice around here, but uh-huh. he flourishes in that environment. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll do great in a job. But, yeah, there's nuances of just, quote, NT, neurotypical, regular people life, that you worry about whether your children are going to be able to hack it as adults. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything to that? Oh, he wants to go. Ossie yeah. is done. <laughs> He's so thank you now. for coming on. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> He's out. He said you're welcome. I don't know if you heard him, but. I did. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that is a concern. And they actually asked, because Austin's in, um, what is he now? Jeez, he's in 10th grade with the COVID, I forget. Um, and they're asking oh, questions about, yeah, what you want for your kid and future plans. And I'm like, I would be okay with him, you know, post high school, as long as he's working, staying with us for a year or two. But after that, yeah. Unless you're paying rent, <laughs> you need to find your own oh, You know, so, but, yeah, it's definitely a concern. I mean, more than a neurotypical child, I guess. Well, what advice yeah. would you give to other parents who are just now finding out that they have autistic kids? Um. <clears throat> The most important thing for me was I had a really amazing group on a board, the board called StorkNet, just like delve into anything you can. Get get a really good, especially online connection. Um, find the boards, autism boards, et cetera, because you're not going to be able to go to your mom next door and be like, well, my kid is hitting himself all the time. I don't understand. They'll look at you like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You need... Mm-hmm. You need basically a tribe of people who get it and just ask questions, ask them, ask them. And I actually had some criticism from I have a board, not a board, I have a page where I would just let it all hang out. I have almost 20,000 followers. I don't really post on it much anymore. But um, I was getting criticism on my personal page asking questions years ago about my kids and I – even shared a video, I'm like, I'm concerned, does this look like Spectrum? And a person who had, of course, the most perfect normal children, why are you putting that up? And it was friends only. Why are you putting that up and exposing your kid? I'm like, I'm looking for help, dude. I will do Mm -hmm. anything to help. Yeah. So Um, it was amazing, though, because I started that other page, and there I would vent. And, you know, I, long story short, I was out one night at a restaurant and a woman walked up to me and I guess she knew who I was 
somehow, and she hugged me so tight and started crying. And she's like, I pointed my sister to your page because she has an autism child or a child with autism. And what you have said on your page has meant so much to her. She was scared to talk to anyone. And then I've had people, that was one experience that was just amazing. But I've had other people on Facebook, actually, because I'm pretty open on Facebook about my children as well. You know, I'm always like, Asperger's don't care, hashtag. And I've had quite a few people reach out to me behind scenes, like just private message me. I'm not sure, but I think my kid might. And they're just like, do you mind if I pick your brain? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And what do you think about this, that? And I'm like, of course, I'm not a doctor, but it sounds like what my kid was like. And it's Uh been more than. 10 people and it makes me feel really good that I can be an advocate or a help to someone who's like struggling and especially if it doesn't run in the family or anything and you're like why isn't my kid keeping up why won't my kid hug me my kid won't look at me I mean it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. to have someone right. be yeah to have someone be able to come to me and that's what I would say like I would advocate for yourself. If you think there's something wrong with your kid and none of the doctors are behind you because none of them were, they're meeting all their milestones. And I was like, but my kid's uh-huh. hitting himself for reason, you know? And I actually went to a friend who I knew her child was autistic, and she's like, this is the person you need to see. There's no one here in uh-huh. Virginia Beach who is, you know, diagnosing these kids. And I went to this person. He, unfortunately, has passed. He was such an amazing doctor and helped us so much. But, sorry, I'm going off topic, but that's exactly what they need to do. Don't feel ashamed. You're worried. Reach out to someone, anyone, who you see, let's say on Facebook, with a kid who has any of these situations going on and advocate for yourself. And that was the biggest thing for me. It's it's hard when you're like, let's say, one mom of nobody that you know, uh-huh. and then you find find that group and you feel a part of, and you're able to just bend because there's some things that happen with with children like ours that you just feel it breaks your heart or it embarrasses you. Let's say you're a mom uh-huh. of a lower function child, and you're like, my kid is doing these things, and then you find a mom whose kid is doing the same thing, and you're like, oh, my God, and you just have somebody you can talk to because it can be very, very stressful. Evidently, yeah. um, moms of autistic children get PTSD, like, at a much higher rate than other moms. And my mm-hmm. husband has said, you're, you're so stressed out all the time. And I think it's partially – sorry, I'm getting a drink of water. Mm. Partially – you're on high alert all the time. Like, what's my kid going to do? What, like, every time, every time I get a call from school, it's like I have a mini heart attack. I'm like, oh, God, what happened? I know. In yep. elementary, yeah, in elementary school more than now. I don't know about you. It's probably the same way with you. Like, oh, God, what did she do this time? What did she do you know? now? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, God, which aftercare? Because Dylan got kicked out of three different aftercares and I'm like, or childcare, whatever you want to call it at the time it was uh-huh. aftercare. Cause I work full time and it's like, uh-huh. what am I going to do now? <laughs> so yeah, uh-huh. just having that, 
that support group. And a lot of times it does have to be online. And we're very lucky that we have an online presence and we have people you can reach out to, whereas, you know, 20, 30 years ago, who are you going to go reach out to? So there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of really good um, autism advocacy groups on Facebook. So, you know, it's not the only place, but... (laughs) It's probably one of the best. <laughs> I go straight yeah, to Facebook right. for everything, you know, because the people are yeah. they they know what you're going through. Yeah, definitely. And I love the one that I found the most recently. Let me see if I can find it so I can tell you about it, because it's it's actual autistic people. Oh, and the the autism comedy club is hilarious. Let me see if I can find. And I'm definitely I'm looking at some of these. Y'all never find it right now, of course, when I need it. But uh, I wish I could remember what it's called. Shoot, now I can't. If you find it, let me know, and I'll put it on my page, and I'll definitely I'll use it more than, you know. Yeah, I think I'm learning a lot more from that group than any others because it's mostly autistic people. And you have no idea as a parent, you know, oh, I'm wearing the puzzle piece. Well, a lot of autistic people do not like that symbol at all. They find it very uh-huh. offensive. And how would I know? Sort of like being a white person, we wouldn't know what offends a black person or a Mexican person or, you know, it's it's a different, if you are not part of that group, you can't be like, oh, yeah, I totally identify, I know what you're feeling. No, you don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I have no idea. You talk to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's very interesting reading what they're saying because I'm like, wow, I had no idea that, you know, a person with autism, no, don't call me that. I'm an autistic person. I have autism. So, anyway, I don't mean to go on and on. Oh, you're fine. Unfortunately, we only have like five more minutes. So, but thank you so much for coming on. I owe you so much. Oh, you're welcome. This was really, this was awesome. I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm sorry if I talked too much and you didn't get all your questions answered. Not at all. Not at all. We have, we have a lot to say. Parents of, you know, parents of autistic kids or Asperger's kids or, you know, kids. It's something. Yeah, it's something you definitely are not prepared for. (laughs) This is true. This is very yeah. true. So thank you so very oh. much. Thank your kids for, for coming on, too. Yeah. I was really proud of him. He, I didn't think he would. And he did. Yay. And they both did. <laughs> and I didn't know advocate. they were both going to. I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, our kids, our kids need to be advocates for kids like them. I like that, you know. Right. So, well, thank right. you for having me. It was awesome. Yes, yes, ma'am. We'll talk to you later then. Okay. Bye, girl. Bye, girl. Well, thank you all for coming on tonight and coming and listening. Um, great show as usual. What do you think, Eric? That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you.
this is definitely something a lot of people need to listen. Yeah, because you know you. I don't even know what to say because being a parent of an autistic kid, um, you go through a lot. You go through so many ups and so many downs and all around and it's with the school and it's with life in general and you just don't know what the future is going to hold. And it's, it, it's a ride. You know what made me feel really good about tonight? This. Jeanette's children showed that they're really no different. They mm-hmm. conquered and came on tonight and spoke. And I know it wasn't easy for them. Really that, that really me. I am so impressed. Thank y'all so very much. Um, we look forward to having y'all next week. Um, we got a surprise for next week. I can't wait, um, but I will definitely post it soon. Um, looks like we might be having night visions next week as well. So, yay. yay. <laughs> anyway, love to you all. All right. Um, I guess. See you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.